صلى الله عليه بها عشرة وكما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العزيز الحكيم رب زدني علما رب شرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي Dear respected listeners السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته As you may have read the message that we sent out that inshallah for the Tuesday and Thursday lessons we will be concentrating on the ad'iyah, the supplications that are mentioned in the Holy Quran and though I didn't specify on the message initially we will be looking at those areas where Allah Rabbul Izzati Wal Jalal uses the term Rabbana so those areas and those verses of the Holy Quran in which the wording Rabbana is used to plead to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala and the whole objective is that first of all when we make dua to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala the usage in terms of dua and in terms of words in our dua both from the Quran and from the blessed ahadith of the Messenger وسلم, are very very effective second when we are aware of the background to the dua that is mentioned in the Holy Quran and alongside the story of why the dua was sought but the hikmah and the wisdom in the wording that's used and the theme that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is trying to teach us through those words it makes our pleading to Allah and our making dua to Allah with those words that much more impactful there are collections that the ulama have put together specific to the dua in the Quran use using the word Rabbana so this is not something that's unique but inshallah it will be beneficial to the listeners because like I mentioned many of the du'as that begin with Rabbana are short concise du'as for example Rabbana atina fid dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana Rabbana la tuzik kulubana ba'da idh hadaytana wahab lana min ladunka rahmah innaka antal wahab these du'as we have heard we may apply these du'as these supplications in our own supplications to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and just to have a background to them just to be aware whilst making the supplication of when they were mentioned what was the story behind the particular individual making this dua makes it that much more impactful inshallah
So we begin with Surah Al-Baqarah. And in the 127th verse of the Holy Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions or makes mention from the many stories of Sayyiduna Ibrahim an incident. And Ibrahim والسلام's stories, not one, but multiple occasions in his life are marked in the Holy Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about many of the incidents right from his dealings with Azar, his father, or according to some, his uncle, right up until uh, the end of the life of Ibrahim والسلام, as a prophet. One of those incidents from all the different stories of Ibrahim والسلام, that, we, that Allah has discussed is the discussion of the re-establishment and the renovation of the Baytullah, the holy house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Makkatul Mukarram. And the verse where this word Rabbana is used, the Arabic is وَإِذْ يَرْفَعُ إِبْرَاهِيمُ الْقَوَاعِدَ مِنَ الْبَيْتِ وَإِسْمَعِيلُ رَبَّنَا تَقَبَّلْ مِنَّا إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ السَّمِيعُ الْعَلِيمُ Allah says, and when Ibrahim والسلام, built the foundations of the house with Ismail, والسلام, he said, Rabbana taqabbal minna. Our Lord, accept on our behalf. Indeed, you are the all hearing, the all knowing. Now, there are many takes to this verse in terms of the direction that we can head in but we're specific about the dua and the wisdoms behind it so we're going to leave out all the other discussions because number one time doesn't permit we we have a central focus so this number one from the accomplishments and from the feats that Sayyiduna Ibrahim Khalilullah undertakes in his life the this one incident is one of the standout incidents, one of the feats, remarkable feats that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala associates with the name of Ibrahim The renovation, the rebuilding of the house of Allah in Makkah al-Mukarramah. And Allah says when Ibrahim and his son Ismail um, they complete this renovation they established the foundations re-established the foundations of this house of Allah which was uh, according to some destroyed or Allah raised to the heavens during the flood at the time of Nuh so this rebuilding after it's complete what a remarkable task the just the assistance in any of the house of Allah the construction of the house of Allah we know the virtue of it the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam he mentions in a hadith that man bana lillahi masjidan banallahu lahu baytan fil jannah whoever assists in the building 
of a house of Allah, Allah in return will build for this person a house in paradise. But unlike a house of Allah, a masjid of a locality, a jami' masjid of a community, this is Masjid al-Haram. This is the first house. Indeed, the very first house that was set down on this earth for the people to venerate Allah in is the one in Mecca. Mubarakah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes it as being blessed. This is the very same house upon which Allah's rahmah continually, in one riwayah, 120 rays of nur descend upon this house continuously. And then they are distributed to the houses of Allah in the rest of the world. This is the house of Allah where one prayer is multiplied so many hundred thousand times in comparison to praying salah somewhere else. So this, unlike just assisting in the renovation and the rebuilding of a masjid, this feat is remarkable. And Ibrahim والسلام, is being extolled by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as being the one who re-establishes the foundations of Masjid al-Haram. But then he says, when he completes this task, him and his son, and there's a discussion here, we're not going to go into what's meant, how much of assistance was Ismail والسلام, to Ibrahim etc. etc. So Ibrahim والسلام, we were discussing, that this tremendous feat, this accomplishment of relaying the foundations of Masjid al-Haram, this Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says when he completes this, the first thing he says is Rabbana taqabbal minna. We know this as a supplication where we ask Allah for acceptance, for a deed, for worship to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But there's a wisdom that Allah is trying to show us as to why Ibrahim made this dua. There's a reason why the first thing that Ibrahim says after completing this magnanimous task, after laying the foundations of the first house that was put on this earth for the worship of Allah, Azad Mufti Shafi Uthmani, the father of our great Shaykh al-Islam Mufti Muhammad Taqi Uthmani, Damat Barakatun Al-Aliyah, he mentions in his tafsir that when this feat, this accomplishment takes place, there is, when anybody completes a good deed, there is the possibility that the whisper of shaitan enters and it leads to a person to develop arrogance upon the deed that they have acted out. From the many, many ploys of shaitan that he uses against the son of Adam is that after a person completes a deed, if he was unable to misguide a person from doing a deed, then his next step is to destroy the deed that that person has committed or acted out, sorry. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala teaches us on the tongue of Ibrahim والسلام, that it's not enough for the deed to be done lest we become arrogant upon it. 
what does he teach us? Ibrahim والسلام, supplicates to Allah that Allah, I have committed this deed to you and for you. I have acted out this good act with you in mind. But I need you to accept it from me. Rabbana, taqabbal minna. This good deed that we have presented to yourself, Ya Allah, we need for you to now accept it on our behalf. And this is crucial. This is a tremendous lesson that Sayyidina Ibrahim is teaching us. For many of us, we act good deeds and we act out deeds that are positive. But do we follow that up with a worry and concern that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has accepted that good deed or not? That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala envelop that good deed that I have presented to him with his acceptance. The Rabbana, O our Lord, taqabbal minna. Accept this offering that we have presented to you on our behalf. This is a prophet of Allah, two prophets, Ibrahim and Ismail who are worried and concerned about this good deed being accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or not. And so the wisdom in this particular dua of Rabbana taqabbal minna innaka anta samiul alim is that a person must not be satisfied with actions alone. Rather, after the action has been acted out, one must become humble in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and beg of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept that from the individual. Such a lofty action, such a high good deed in terms of its rank, Ibrahim doesn't follow that good deed with arrogance and pride. That look at the accomplishment that I have made. But instead, Ibrahim teaches us the adab of good deeds. So it's not only about dua. This entire this verse is teaching us the etiquette of good deeds coupled with supplication. That after I have acted out my deed, I still need to humble myself in front of Allah Rabbul Izzati wal Jalal. So Rabbana taqabbal minna innaka anta samiul alim. We make this dua on many occasions. And we inshallah will continue to do so. Very simple to learn. When do we present this dua to Allah? Upon the completion of any deed of ours. And we are acknowledging to Allah that my good deed alone is not sufficient, but my humbleness and my willingness to leave my arrogance and pride and not be content on my good deed alone, but to acknowledge that I need acceptance from you, inshallah, these two things coupled will result in acceptance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the deed that we present. So the first lesson from the first dua رَبَّنَا تَقَبَّلْ مِنَّا إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ السَّمِيُّ الْعَلِيمُ Whenever we complete a good deed, whenever we complete a deed that we want to present to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then we follow the completion of that deed with a, an asking from Allah to accept that on our behalf. 
and to remove any uh, negativity that we have attached to that good deed inside our hearts. So, Rabbana taqabbal minna, innaka anta samiul alim. This consists of six words. Rabbana taqabbal minna, innaka anta samiul alim. Seven words. Very short, very simple. But inshallah, if we read this dua after the completion of our deeds with sincerity, it will. If we read it with a clean mind, with a clean heart, with the intention that Ibrahim read it with, then it will give us sincerity in our actions that we acted out. And the most important of all our deeds and everything associated with it is that whatever we do should be for Allah and Allah alone. Not for any personal benefit, not for any fame, not for anyone else to congratulate us and to uh, take our name uh, with, uh, with popularity because of the deed, but simply to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant me the tawfiq, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant all of you the tawfiq and the ability to acknowledge this, to understand this, that from now on whatever deed we present to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we won't be content with the action itself, but we will then beg Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept that completely on our behalf. وَآخِرُ الدَّوَانَ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ سُبْحَانَ اللَّهِ وَبِحَمْدِهِ سُبْحَانَكَ اللَّهُمَّ وَبِحَمْدِكَ ونشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت نستغفرك ونتوب إليك جزاكم الله خيرا السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته